Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome back to Inside Sources. Alongside Leah Murray, I'm Greg Scordis. We're filling in today for Boyd Matheson. And at Leah, it seems like every quarter the Fed or that somebody sends these reports out about we created 300,000 new jobs this mm-hmm. quarter. We, and, and the numbers are astonishing. And, you, and people are always talking about the fact that it's hard to find good employees. It's hard to find people that, for certain jobs. But a new report has come out by Challenger, Gray, and Christmas that shows that in November there were five times more job cut announcements than last year. I mean that this, that's something we don't think about. Right, or we're not used to thinking about it. But luckily we have with us on the show Sharon Epperson, who is a senior personal finance correspondent for CNBC. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thanks for having me. So Sharon, I'm going to ask you a question just right out of the gate. I feel like we're supposed to be rooting for, at the macro level, job cuts, because won't that help you know, like bring inflation back into it. Like, so part of me is like part of the reason why the economy is running so hot is because we've had such, you know, low unemployment. And that's not your story because your story is what happens to the individuals who are worried about losing their job. But I'm just kind of wondering if you could talk to me a little bit about, right? Like, is this maybe something natural, right? Like, is something contracting in our economy that this is going on? Well, one thing to keep in mind, even though we have seen a more than five times increase in job cuts from November 2021 to November 2022, overall year to date, the number of job cuts is actually at the second lowest levels that we've seen since 1993 when Challenger Gray and Christmas started doing the survey. So we're coming from a time when, you know, no one was cutting jobs, the really Last year, uh, during the pandemic, we saw very low levels of job cuts, and now we're seeing more. Um, if we continue to see a lot of job cuts, here are the different things to keep in mind. What do laid-off workers do in terms of their spending? Are we going to see more consumer spending, less consumer spending? Of course, we know that's a key driver of inflation as well. And so depending on, you know, if it's only certain industries that are really driving these layoffs, say, in the tech industry, then we may not see as much of an impact on overall consumer spending. And again, keeping in mind that these numbers are not super high compared to, you know, historical norms. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. 
There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Sharon, talk to us about something you just said, and that is the tech industry, the tech sector. It seems like the number of job cuts is, is sort of disproportionately high in that sector. Do you have an idea why, or do we, do we understand why that's happening? Well, it is significantly higher in the tech sector, but we saw significant growth in the tech sector as well. And so, you know, uh, being able to keep up with the, the kind of uh, increases that we saw in hiring and the increase we saw in growth as we're seeing a slowdown in the tech sector, we're seeing these layoffs as well. In fact, seven times more layoffs in the tech sector in November than we saw a year ago. So that um, it is an outlier, but there are other um, industries where we're seeing layoffs, whether that's automotive, we're even seeing it in healthcare, in service industry, in retail. So it is somewhat across the board, but in those other areas, it's not nearly as extreme as what we've seen in the tech area in terms of job cuts. All right, so let's pivot and let's talk about these employees. I love this concept. So what you said was that employees are responding by career cushioning. So first, I'm wondering if you could tell us what is that? Like, what does that mean? Um, And is it connected to potential layoffs or is there some other stuff that might be driving it? Well, career cushioning, I think, is a, is a new name for a tried and true strategy, which is just making sure that you keep your job. You want to make sure that you stay employed. So um, the ways that people are doing this, they are polishing off their resume, making sure their LinkedIn profile is up to date. They're in, ensuring that they are continuing to grow the networks that they have internally and in externally within their company and outside of it. Um, and, and they're also... I'm hoping having in that, taking this opportunity, I hope managers are encouraging it to meet with their managers to talk about their job wins, what they've done successfully, what, what they see next for what they can do and contribute to the company and where they want to go. This is the time that as you're looking out there and seeing, perhaps there are, as we've said, a lot of job openings are out there in different industries as well. As you're looking perhaps at those opportunities, don't forget to take care of plan A. There's a plan B that we need to have, but don't don't neglect the plan A, which is keeping the job you have for as long as you can um, and, and being secure. So I think Career cushioning is just what it says. It's trying to make sure that you're that you're okay in your career, even if there's another shoe to drop at your company. Is is there any uh, notion that uh, that the boomers are sort of graduating and that there that our workforce is getting older and that there may be some um, layoffs? I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, of or are people that are getting out because of their age or getting sort of laid off because they're getting too expensive to keep around? Well, I think that's a very good point. I mean, we are seeing a younger and younger workforce. We are seeing Gen X, I'm sorry, Gen Z and millennials as the majority of the workforce. And as boomers are aging and not necessarily considering themselves older workers, but in fact, they are when you look at uh, the overall workforce, we are seeing companies also selectively looking at those older workers and saying, is there a something that we can do to encourage them perhaps to, to move on by offering perhaps um, different types of packages, or are they going to be laid off altogether? 
So I'm thinking too, like this other concept I have heard is called quiet quitting. Um, and I also yeah. just appreciate for like a moment you thought Gen X was younger. So that made me happy because <laughs> that's my generation. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm just going to say, man, I have worked hard all the time. So this uh, concept of quiet quitting is a little, I, I don't understand it or why people do it. So can you explain it and how does it cor- you know, correlate with what's going on in our economy right now? Well, you know, being of the same generation as you, I don't get it either. <laughs> oh, I was thank told, you. you got the job, you better work hard and prove yourself, right? right, right. But there's this idea that, well, you know, they don't seem to really care about us. Why should we do it and care about them? Why should we, you know, do any more than we're asked or barely do that? And that is the quiet quitting. To me, that's just a recipe for getting fired or, right. or for losing your job or not moving up. But um, I do think that there is a different... Values, I think the one word that I haven't said yet that I think is so very important is values. And that is a good thing. That is, to me, a change in this workforce where they're saying, listen, these are the things that are important to me. This organization believes in it, and I'm sticking with them. I'm going to work so hard because they believe in what I believe in, or they don't believe in what I believe in. I'm just figuring that out. I didn't know that when I got in. I'm not going to work hard for this organization because they don't share my values. And I think that that managers need to understand that that is a really, really big part. Yes, people want to get paid fairly. Yes, they want to have a nice salary. But values is also a really, really big part of where workers choose to go and why they choose to stay and why they decide that they're going to work and maintain and retain those jobs. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, Sharon. That was Sharon Epperson, Senior Personal Finance Correspondent with CNBC. And, and I don't know, Leah, if you've seen it up at the university or if you've seen it in, in, in where you are, uh, but it does seem that uh, there have been more and more these companies that are starting to lay people off, even though there's a, there's a dearth of, of, of employer uh, – excuse me, people that are willing to take certain right, jobs. right. Um, no, I, and I, but I thought her point at the end, right, figuring out how to align the values, right? Um, I think that totally makes sense to me. Coming up after the break, did you know today, Greg, historic moment in history? We're going to really talk is. about it. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.